What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Turf Talk, and today is a very exciting show as the NFL season is officially back and in full swing. A full slate of games to go over today, including our Eagles and Falcons pregame show that we will be getting into very shortly. I am your host, Dylan Davis. You can give me a follow on Twitter at DylanJD98 and my faithful co-host here on the Turf Talk. Scotty, give him a follow on Twitter at Scotty Drown. And of course, Turf Talk is brought to you by ESM media so if you guys if you're new to the channel please hit that subscribe button on our youtube channel um and hit that follow button on twitter at esm underscore media you can also find us on twitch facebook instagram tiktok whatever wherever you get your content from wherever whatever social media you're on we are on everything scotty how are we feeling again what's going on game day baby yeah man it's game day i'm i'm, I'm majorly excited i uh, woke up nice and fresh I couldn't meet you on the on the mimosas. I really wanted to. You know, I was planning for it, but got a little caught up. So I'll, I'll stick with the Bud Light Lime for, the, for this morning. We'll go grab some more. Listen, you this, guys but... can vote in the comments. I feel like mine's a little bit more socially acceptable. <laughs> little breakfast drink. Scotty's over here just pounding yeah. beers at 9 o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> one, one side of it, one half of this show is socially acceptable. The other is just doing whatever the hell he pleases on game day, but. It's all good. Hey, it's Eagles game day. Let's let's get it started early. I'm I'm really hyped, man. I'm I'm ready for some questions to be answered. You know, early. I'm, sure. I'm ready to see something here. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. Woke up woke up with a lot of energy. <laughs> I couldn't sleep last night. Yeah, I no, man. I was like, you ever have the nights you lay there and you try to fall asleep and you have so many things going on in your mind? All I could think about was today, what I was going to do in the morning, the Eagles, the show, yeah. everything like that. Uh, before we get into, and guys, we're just going to touch on this for, for a few minutes and then we'll get into our Eagles, Falcons, uh, you know, keys to the game, predictions, all that good stuff. So stay tuned for that in a minute. But before we get into that, uh, some Cowboys Bucks talk. Great game to kick off the season. Uh, and then we have the Cool Cat 30. Uh, should I play Montgomery, Mostert, or mix in PPR league? I would, I mean, Mostert Great. would be out of that for me. Great be question. Um, see, I'm on, I'm on the other end of that, and I was actually going to talk about that, but yeah, Montgomery against the Rams. I, I don't know if I'm going. I would there. probably lead Joe Mixon because Mostert, Mostert's going against the Lions today. Yeah, but also Trey Sermon, like a they lot of people love Trey Sermon. There, yeah. I feel you on that. Yeah, they do uh, still carries. I think Mixon gets the most touches. I think Mixon probably has the most success today. What's he? Yeah, he's I'll at home against Minnesota. Sure. I'd probably lean Joe Mixon, and he's probably he's the best running back of the three. Um, yeah, so I would go sure. there. Scotty yeah, got yeah, up, had a bowl of Cheerios, but lime alpha move. <laughs> I don't even think he had a bowl of Cheerios. I think right, he just, I, I think he just went straight to the or, or, or some Bud Light Lime. Yeah, pour the Bud Light Lime in the there Cheerios. You go. Yeah, I mean, I would not recommend that to anybody, but you can definitely try that out. Oh, uh, but yeah, man, let, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this Bucks Cowboys game for just a few minutes here. What was the final score? 31 29. Very exciting game. A lot of offense. The quarterbacks between Tom Brady and Dak combined for what? Almost 800 passing yards. A lot of yards of total offense. Um, and two field goals within the last minute and a half to change the tides. Uh, obviously, Tampa Bay comes away with the win. Um, I mean, First things first, out of my takeaways, the goat's the goat, bro. Like he, like at age forty-four, it doesn't matter. Like it, you you saw the video of him on the sidelines after you know Zerline hit the the um the field goal to take the lead. 
He just looks over. All right, time to go. No time. Did they even have a timeout? They might. Oh, they had one timeout left. They had to burn it on the to not have the ten second runoff there, uh, with the false start. The ghost go like it, yeah. it's unbelievable. It's crazy how hungry he still is, man. And you know, you mentioned him on the sidelines. That's that's what it's all about. That's what you want to see from your quarterback. And you know, you saw it down the stretch there. I know. You know, there's not much the Cowboys could have done to run that clock out a little bit more. But, you know, whenever you're giving Tom Brady back a minute plus, you got to be nervous. And you see Tom Brady at the end of the game. It's just a next level of smartness. Like just, you know, taking those extra snaps, throwing the ball out of bounds just to even take more time out. Like you don't see a lot of teams doing stuff like that. And Tom Brady is just next level with it. It, it. it is insane. And listen, we all know we heard it years ago. I was like a freshman in college when I think Max Kellerman made the statement that he's going to fall off a cliff. And obviously at that time, no one believed it. But now here we are like four or five years later. He's 44 years old. And it doesn't feel like he's anywhere close to the edge of the cliff, dude. That's it's unfreaking believable. The whole team, Gronk goes into retirement. He comes out last year when he joined the Bucks. You know, he was a nice addition. He scored twice in the Super Bowl, but it was like if he scored, that was one of his only receptions of the game. He yeah. goes out and has like five, six catches for 90 yards and a score or two on Thursday night. Antonio Brown catches a deep ball for a tutty. Um, from from Tom. So everybody on that team just continues to play at a high level when you think they're done. And reversely, I'm going to give credit where credit's due, the other quarterback of this game. Of course. Jack looked unreal, dude. Let's say what yeah. it is. Um, I know Eagles fans aren't going to like to hear that, but he looked unfreaking believable. In yeah. the first half, he came up short with some throws. Um, He had a couple throws behind and to the feet of, I think, CeeDee Lamb on both of them. Yeah. Um, when, he, when he didn't fully uh, deliver the ball and step into a throw. But other than that, the, the injuries great. didn't matter, bro. They yeah. didn't. I he even saw great. him get out of the pocket a few times, which is very, very, you know, that's a good look if you're a Cowboys fan, especially that, man. to see him moving yeah, around. Man. Yeah, Eagles Uncensored Podcast. Guys, make sure you go subscribe to them. Love the support. Yes, um, we'll definitely have to collaborate sometimes, but thanks thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, but, yes, one thing I wanted to touch on before we move to the Cowboys, you know, actually, um, Antonio Brown and Gronk, they're – they're looking refreshed. That's what's crazy about this. Last season, they you could have said maybe washed. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Maybe for Gronk, not necessarily Antonio Brown, but he just didn't look like himself. His routes were crisp. Gronk was moving around like old, like young Gronk, I should say, not old the Gronk. Play, the play on the last drive when he broke a tackle or two yeah. and got it to the Cowboys. Like that's 40. Gronk. Like that's the real Gronk, and uh, he he looks refreshed. He looks rejuvenated. I think the Super Bowl win, you know, in their first season together in Tampa Bay, just kind of uplifted them even more like, man, we can still play at this level, um, even in a different city. So uh, definitely shout out to the Bucks; They're looking dangerous. Um, but yes, Dak Prescott, man, they, the Cowboys went all in on the pass. They said, forget the run. And, you know, I do want to give kudos to, you know, Mike McCarthy or Kellen Moore, whoever decided to do that, because you're looking at the Bucks team from last year that had the number one rushing defense in the NFL. You go out there with a game plan, you're going to air it out. And it shows how much faith they had in Dak. He's out there throwing 58 times. He came out after the game, said he's fine with that. Um, And, you know, people put him in that MVP running. That's a great way to start it. And you look on the outside, and we can can relate to this directly because we're playing in fantasy this week. 
Hell yeah. I had CD Land. You had Amari Cooper. Both of those guys went the hell off. Amari Cooper is still wide receiver one. I will give you that. Um, but both of those guys went over 100 yards. Amari had two sure. touchdowns. CD Lamb had one. Um, so that offense definitely scary. They lost uh, Michael Gallup for a few weeks, so that that might hamper them a little bit. They still got. Yeah, except he didn't do anything. I know. That's <laughs> Yeah, we got happy yeah. NFL Sunday. It's like a freaking holiday, dude. It is, um, man. Cool cat thirty. Jalen Hurts, big game incoming. I hope so because I have him in one of my fantasy leagues today, and I hope so for the Eagles' purposes. Last thing I'll mention on this on this Cowboys uh, Bucks game, Gint says AB is going to be the best wideout in Tampa Bay. He looked unreal. Yeah, he did, dude. Um, I had Godwin in one fantasy league. He looked really good, um, but also had some drops and had the late fumble, which almost killed them. Mike Evans was almost a non-factor. I don't know if he's yeah. banged up. I don't know what it was, but he somebody had like two said or three he was getting. Uh, somebody said, and you know, mind you, I, I wasn't focusing on Mike Evans that right. entire game or anything like that. Somebody was on. There's a lot of people on Twitter saying he was getting locked up by Trayvon Diggs. So maybe, maybe I mean, Trayvon I, Diggs is a solid corner. Maybe that was happening. Maybe he, he, Mike Evans did not put out a great showing for my top ten wide receiving um, list that we that we did a couple weeks ago. Uh, and George Evans will have his games this year. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And again, the last thing I want to say is, man, the Cowboys are the Cowboys, bro. They are man. unreal. Listen, I know they're all out there and they're throwing every number and statistical factor they can put out that Dak did and the offense did on Thursday night. And it's all great, except it means absolutely nothing in the win loss column. <laughs> absolutely nothing you know what's amazing their defense played better than i could have expected yeah. they turned tampa bay over four times now you know the hail mary to the end zone we won't really count that one at the end of the half let's say they turned right. over three times two of which in tampa bay's uh inside tampa bay's 30 or 35 yard line which you know i know dak dak and that offense looked amazing yeah how many points they come away with on those two turnovers yeah three three total or six yeah. Not a touchdown on either one. Oh, no, no one wants to talk about that, though, right? No. Okay. Last thing. <laughs> they turned Tampa Bay over four times, and you still allowed 31 points. That's the Amazing. point, guys. Dak looked awesome. We know what their offense is. No one questions yeah. that. But your numbers mean nothing to me. When your defense continues to allow 30-plus points, how do you turn an offense over four times in a game and still allow yeah. over 30 points? Yeah, I, I don't – I honestly – only the Cowboys could do it. <laughs> That's all I can think. Only the Cowboys could the do Falcons it. Falcons could probably do it. and hopefully Falcons could do it. Yeah, they're, they're one of those squads. But, um, but, yeah, man, four turnovers and, and still over 30 points. I get it's Tampa Bay. But at the same time, Tampa Bay was looking a little rusty as well. You know, it's their first game of the season as well. And well, I, don't, I don't look to every, for every team to turn the ball over four right. times against the Cowboys. Right. So. And, and, let's not, and that's another thing. That's a great point you made. Let, let's, I'm, I'm trying to give credit to them. I gave credit to Dak and the offense, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper. You can only give so much credit, credit for a loss. Exactly. <laughs> and, here, and here's the thing, Scott, that you point out. Listen, they played above my expectations. They did turn Tampa over four times. But let's examine the turnovers. There was one good turnover, one deserving turnover. The punch out on Ronald Jones, the first one. Yeah. The one, the first pick was literally a, a slip screen to Leonard Fournette, and it goes off his fingertips into Dallas's hands. The other one was Chris Godwin trying to do too much inside the three yard yeah. line, 
doing a spin move towards the goal line and then getting a helmet on the ball. And then the other one was the Hail Mary in the end zone. So you had one defensive effort turnover, I should say. Okay? And you still gave up 31 points. I have nothing else to say on the matter. I'm not going to take too long talking about the Dallas Cowboys losing a game on this week's episode of Turf Talk when the yeah. Eagles play in a couple hours. I just what think it's funny because they try to throw every number they can in your face. And it means Except this. Except for that W, It means that. And, uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll kind of leave it at the same spot as you. Cowboys played really well, not good enough. Simple as that. Simple as that, my man. And now, with that being said, let's go. Time for the Birds, <laughs> Falcons preview today. Scott, we got a lot to get into. It. We're going to try to dissect this game as best yes, we can for you guys. Uh, but first, I guess I'll throw out there. Let's get into some matchups we're looking for, uh, just looking forward to seeing and that we're going to be pay paying close attention to uh, throughout today's game. I'll throw one at you. I think it's one of the biggest ones. Darius Slay versus Calvin Ridley. I mean, how do you not talk about that matchup when it's probably the biggest proponent to the Eagles defense having success this season? Um, is Darius Slay still the still corner number one? The, the corner that I view him to be. That's not to say if he gets put on an island against Calvin Ridley, he should have a good day because that's not going to be the story. But how does Darius Slay at this point of his career match up with an up-and-coming true number one speedy wide receiver in Calvin Ridley? You got to keep an eye on that today because if Calvin Ridley, you know, gets, you know, gets past the secondary, sneaks past his secondary a couple times and hits him for some big plays, you know, we'll see. And George says, are we assuming he will follow Ridley around? I have no idea. I'm just saying, question. you know, as far as matchups can go, he might not. Maybe, maybe Slay just plays one side of the field. Who knows? But I'm just saying as far as corner one, receiver one, maybe he does follow him around. Maybe that's Gannon's best uh, best game plan he has. Uh, that's that's something I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on. Yeah, so, it, you know, George, he, he asked a great question there because we're walking into a game where we really don't know what we're going to no see. Um, no first year defensive coordinator, first year head coach. So, you know, we got to wait and see exactly what we're going to see. But I guess what we're doing here is what we want to see, right? Um, so, for me, I want to see Anthony Harris on Kyle Pitts. I don't want Kyle Pitts to get any chance to even get going as a rookie. You know, his first game in Atlanta. Um, I don't – if I'm Arthur Smith, I've used Ridley yeah. in the spot a lot. That's that's very fair, George. Um, and, they, and they most likely will. Arthur Smith is a great coach, and that's something that we should mention – both first-year head coaches here, Arthur Smith versus Nick Sirianni as well. Um, but I'm, I'm keeping my eye on just who they match up with Pitts, I guess I should say. I would like to see a guy like Anthony Harris, maybe even do a little bit of Kayvon Wallace on him. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm paying attention to see who he's matched up with because I don't want him matched up with linebackers. I think that's how you get him going early. He's going to blow past some guys that can get him in the screen games, shit like that. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping my eye on Kyle Pitts. That's kind of the matchup I'm looking at. Obviously, I'm looking at Calvin Ridley. I'm with you. I think Calvin Ridley is the more dangerous player um, in the offense. He's more established. He's looking to be a wide receiver one in the entire league this year, let alone just the Falcons. And um, he's going to get a lot of targets. So, um, yeah, Ridley would be the number one. And then I'm looking right to, to Kyle Pitts right after that. Um, one I'll throw to you, maybe see um, – I'm not 100% sure with the, the Falcons' defense. I would imagine A.J. Terrell is going to match up with Devontae Smith. Is he their number one? Like, he, I know he's yes. young. I know he's young. But he's got to be their number one corner, right? 
I, I guess so. And, and I guess that's another matchup you can look right forward to. So we can kind of segue into that. You First of Young all, you're 100%, 100% correct. The Falcons have two guys that you need to try to limit today. I know they had Mike Davis in the backfield, and he and he was a nice, you know, replacement for Christian McCaffrey in Atlanta and in Carolina last year. Um, you know, the Eagles' run defense has always been pretty stellar, even when their defense, you know, is towards the bottom of the league. Um, I'm not too worried on that front. Um, I'm not too worried when it comes to you know what is Russell Gage. Um, I'm, yeah. it, it's it's Ridley and Pitts. If you can, I'm not saying shut them down, but if you can limit what they do, if you can limit the big plays, yeah. limit them getting in the end zone. The big plays is is the biggest it's huge. part. It's everything. Do not give up touchdowns. Make them earn it. Make that make Matt Ryan drive down the field and be successful in the red zone today, inside the ten. Don't let Calvin Ridley it. slip away for 45 yards. To- totally agree. I just wanted to get to my boy's comment here. This is my boy Darius down in Let's Florida. Birds fan all the way. Said, let's go game day, baby. I know he's hype. We used to watch the games every Sunday together here in Maryland. And uh, that that is definitely my boy. And then we do have another question here. We'll get to some of these fantasy questions later, yeah, guys. We'll, we'll circle uh, back around to review, But definitely, yes. definitely throw those in there. We'll get to them. Yes, but we'll, yeah, Calvin um, Ridley, he's a, he's the game breaker, right? Like he's sure. a guy that can break the game wide open. If he blows past Darius Slay for a huge game, guess what? The defense is on their heels the rest of the game. It opens up the running game, everything. Absolutely. So you don't want to let Matt Ryan get comfortable back there either. Absolutely. Um, as far as the Devontae Smith and, and AJ Terrell and those Falcons, you know, corners and secondary. I guess that's that's my next matchup, right? And it's not necessarily who matches up with Devontae Smith. Right, but how right. do the And not just Devontae Smith. How do the Eagles' young wide receivers, how does Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and Jalen Rager attack this Falcon secondary? Does Sirianni use their speed today? Do they try to move the ball down the field with chunk plays? I, th- I think it's something to look at today because I, listen, this, Falcon second, this Falcons defense is bottom of the league. The secondary is the worst part of this bottom of the league defense, in my opinion. So, yeah. so attack the hell out of it, and that's and then to, yeah, I'm not I'm not necessarily looking at Devontae Smith versus AJ Terrell, but yes, can Devontae Smith, can Jalen Rager, can Quez Watkins create separation on their own? Can they manufacture their speed and and pick up chunk plays against a poor Falcon secondary today? It's it's funny you say that, man, because I was obviously doing some research yesterday, and you look at the Falcons' defense. You hit it right on the nail, and I don't, I don't know if you even knew it before you said it, but they did have the worst passing defense in the NFL no, last year. No, I, I um, so like literally 32nd-ranked passing defense. So you talk about a situation where Jalen Hurts can get comfortable in his first game of the season. You know, his first game as like a true starter. I know – we had the four games at the end of the season. He was thrown out there. You're just seeing what you have on your team at that point. This is his time. He's earned the starting role. This is his first start in my eyes as a true starter. Um, obviously, the other games will count, but I'm starting here. Um, and this is a perfect game for him to get his feet under him, get comfortable, get some confidence. I think Nick Sirianni needs to you know, draw up some easy plays just to get completions early. A lot of what Doug Peterson did not do for Carson Wentz last year. Um, but you know, I, I, am just looking, you know, it's, it's something I was going to toss to you later on, but I'll just do it now since you bring up the wide receivers, I'm interested to see who his main targets are in that wide receiver group, because we, we are looking at Devonte Smith and I think we can all agree that Devonte Smith is the most talented wide receiver on the team. He is wide receiver one before, before even playing a regular season, before snap, even playing. that's, 
It's kind of why we're at here. And so I'm looking at last year's draft, and we did take a wide receiver in the first round last year as well in Jalen Rager. And I'm just looking to see, is he going to get both of them involved? Is it just going to be heavy Devontae Smith? Will it just be heavy Jalen Rager? I'm interested to see which way Jalen Hurts goes, how his decisions are made. I know he loves the tight ends as well from the you know numbers from training camp and, and preseason. But I'm interested to see who he really wants to use and who he gets the ball to often in this offense. And if it's going to change every week, because yeah. that's a sign of a good quarterback. You don't just focus on one guy, right? Right. Ask the goat that question. Um, <laughs> there but, you go. uh, it, it's interesting you say that. And here's a little side conversation I want to have with these wide receivers. Obviously, I'm excited for Devontae Smith to play today. Obviously, I want to see Devontae Smith go off and see why he won that Heisman Trophy at Alabama last year and see why we moved up to 10 to get him because I truly believe he's different. The guy to watch today and this year is Jalen Rager. Yeah. And I say that because there's a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. It's not right. It's not fair. But let's be honest. It's it's the situation we're in. It's the situation Howie Roseman put him in Yeah. because you selected him. You, you didn't go up and get CD, which, you know, people thought was an option. We don't know if it was an option, right, to go up and get CD Lamb. And you took him over Justin Jefferson, yeah. who a lot of this fan base wanted. And you see what Justin Jefferson does in his first year. Jalen Rager, yes, he was beat up last year. Yes, the offense was stale. The wide receivers were bad. You know, attention to detail, the coaching of these young wide receivers, not good. But he struggled last year. And, and he struggled up here, too. And he went to social media a lot, right? Now, apparently, this offseason, he's different, right? You see, you're seeing the catches in the preseason, and I mean, in, in, the, in the joint practices and in the training camp, right? And he's saying he's different. This is a huge year for him because every week you're going to hear the comparison. Every week that Jalen Rager has three catches for 18 yards and Justin Jefferson has 152 yards and a big touchdown, it's not fair, but it's the reality we're in. People are going to talk about it. Oh, man, look what JJ's doing. Look what we got, right? Yeah. Does he? Can he not fold? Can he step up? Not put up Justin Jefferson numbers. He doesn't have to be Justin Jefferson. But does he not fold under that mental pressure of where he was selected and what the counterpart's doing in this city who's going and people are going to focus yeah. on? It's not and right, I, but it's what we're in. So today, game one, how does he look? Yeah. Does he look like he did in the preseason, in the in training camp? And the other part of it, I would say there's even more pressure, not even just from his draft selection, not even just from the Justin Jefferson thing, but we just took another wide receiver in the first round in Devontae Smith. If Devontae Smith comes out here and looks like a pro bowler his first game, what does that say about Jalen Rager? That puts even more pressure on him, I feel like. But you, I guess you could look at it on the opposite end and say it's less pressure because at least you have somebody going off and it takes the attention off Rager. But I, I don't know. I just feel like coming into this, you know, there is a lot of pressure for him. Everybody's talking about Devontae Smith, and it's like Rager is just forgotten about, you know, aside from that one-handed catch. Hey, man, George, George has the faith here. George is saying that Rager will put up the biggest numbers for the Eagles wide receiving room this year. I like that call, George. That's, that's very Maybe possible. Will. And the, but that's the thing, right? And he doesn't need to do that to answer the questions. Right. We just need well, to see. Does he not fold? Yeah. It's something to keep an eye on. All right, let's, let's get into our keys to victory today for the Birds, Scotty. I got a few. I'm sure you have a few, and we'll just bounce these around. Guys, continue to pour in the comments, and we'll get to as many as we can, and join the conversation with us. My number one, this is a little different. This isn't anything they can do. I'm not. This isn't anything I'm pinpointing in the game plan for a player to do anything like that. 
Don't I mentioned it, you know, earlier this week on the Faithful Fanatics. I mentioned it on on training for four quarters, uh, on Phil's show, our live show on Wednesday. Don't fall behind early. And I and I don't mean and it's because of the it's because of the ifs, the question marks I have. And I don't mean seven nothing. I don't mean ten three early. I'm not that's not falling behind. I mean like fourteen points. Yeah. I mean fourteen three. I mean, fourteen nothing, seventeen three, seventeen six in early in the game because I don't know how this team is constructed right now to if they're if they're able to play from behind and come back like that. I'm not saying they're constructed the same as the Baltimore Ravens, but Scotty, how do the Baltimore Ravens find their success? They don't fall behind early because yeah. when they do, they lose. Because yeah. Lamar can't pass out of it. I'm not comparing Lamar's throwing issues to Jalen's. I think Jalen's already a better passer than Lamar Jackson. And I don't even love Jalen as a passer right now. Yeah. But I don't know if they're built to come from behind. And that's just a big question mark I have. So a 17-6 first half, a 14-3 first quarter, I don't think that's a good sign for the Eagles. Um, Not that you can't overcome an 11-point deficit in three quarters. I just don't know if they're built to do that right now in, in week one. So don't fall behind early. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm kind of on the same the same page with you there as far as uh, Jalen Hurts and just the passing game and the, and the Eagles offense in general. Um, but my first key there is kind of similar. Just get Jalen Hurts comfortable early. I talked about it earlier. You know, run some screens, run some easy throws, some slants across the middle, get the ball out of his hands quick, get his feet under him. Um, but also establishing the run, right? Like getting him comfortable in the offense and you can't run the football if you're down by, you know, double digits, uh, exactly. two scores in a game. You have to pass. They're going to have to air it out. And, and I don't think Jalen Hurts throwing situation. 52 times today is a recipe. Yeah, that's the last pass. situation I want to see, you know, first-year starter Jalen Hurts in, in his first game against Atlanta in Atlanta. I don't want to see him throwing 50-plus times, period. Right. And and George says here, biggest question, how is Hurts used design QB runs or looking for him to become a pocket passer? It's a great question that I don't have the answer to, right? It's yeah. what does Sirianni want? You know, I would love him. What would you do? I love a pocket passer who has the athleticism to move. A yeah. Russell Wilson type of quarterback. He's a pocket passer first, but he can extend plays. He can scramble when plays break down. He can use his legs to pick up first downs. That's what I envision and my, my hope for Jalen Hurts is to be. I don't. Listen, I'm not saying don't draw up any designed runs, especially in like a third and two situation. Yeah. If you go five out, right, and you, you go spread formation, the line's thin, and you send him on a design run behind that offensive line. I don't hate that. But I, I don't love the idea of, you know, a second and eight design run out of the pistol for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, just even, even on not only the end of – turning this offense into like a quarterback run oriented offense, but also just keeping Jalen Hurts healthy. Like that should be another right. one goal as well. You don't want him running up the middle, getting cracked by, you know, linebackers and safeties. He doesn't need all that. He doesn't need big linemen falling on him. And, and, and I'll also throw out there, I'll also can. throw this to you is that the question marks aren't about his, aren't about his legs or athleticism. We already know the answers right. to those questions. Now I'm not saying don't use what he's good at to be successful. What I'm saying is the question marks are in his passing game. Yeah. So don't overload on the on the QB, you know, QB draw and the design runs and not answer because this year is is about finding the answers to those questions. That's my point there. Totally um, agree. Totally agree. Number two, I'm gonna go to the defensive side of the ball and I'll come back to offense for my third. Pressure on Matt Ryan. 
Yeah. Listen, I, I know we I can I, well. I know we can bust <laughs> on the Falcons, and they're not a very good team, and their defense is atrocious. Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan. He's got some weapons. They can have an explosive offense. Yeah. If he will pick apart any defense if he has time in the pocket. You yeah. cannot allow him to sit back there and make clean throws, disrupt his timing, pressure up the middle. You know why I say up the middle, Scott? Because when big. you don't have the mobile quarterbacks, well, he's not a mobile quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Milton Williams, if they move BG to defensive tackle for different parts of this game, pressure up the middle because then, you know, Ryan's not a Russell Wilson, a Lamar Jackson, a Jalen Hurts, where he's going right. to bounce it to the outside and extend the play. Disrupt his timing. Boom, and it's the quickest way to the quarterback. So the defensive tackles are going to play a huge role in this game. Um, don't let him sit back there and have time to throw. Don't let you know Calvin Ridley have time to go off script and, and get open for him, et cetera. Get in Matt Ryan's yeah. face. Put him on his ass early in this game and, and, ma- and make him earn it. Don't let him sit back there and pick you apart because it will be a long day for this Eagles defense. Yeah, and I'll, I'll kind of just ride your coattail there with just a few players I'm looking at. Um, obviously, we got the, the BGs, the Fletcher Cox of the world, but I'm looking to these guys like Javon Hargrave, Josh Sweat, who everybody has been raving about. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys on the team have said that j- they think Josh Sweat is going to take the biggest jump of anybody on the squad this year. So I want to see that today, you know, against an Atlanta Falcons team that simply doesn't have that great of an offensive line. I want to see Josh Swaggin after the quarterback, but I'm with you. I want to see Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox make that middle of the offensive line crumble. You get in his face all day, every day early, get him shaken up. We're going to see turnovers. And I know Jonathan Gannon, he's a guy that wants turnovers. This is going to be a turnover-oriented defense. And that's the and that feeds right into the offense. If you can get short fields for this offense, that is going to be crucial not only for this game but throughout the season. That's just something that in the past years that we have not done well is turn the ball over. We've done it well in offense, but we have not oh, done it and, well. And, and last year we might have been the worst team in the league at creating turnovers. Yeah, I'd have to I, look I, at the numbers, but the Eagles' defense did not turn teams over this year, whether it was through the air and interceptions or putting the ball on the ground and recovering some fumbles. They didn't do it much at all. I think Darius Slay had one pick, and it was in Week 16 against the Cowboys late in the game. Yeah, so they weren't successful at that at all. That, that's a great point. Um, and like you said. It's all about, you mentioned earlier, getting Jalen Hurts in a rhythm, helping Jalen Hurts. You know what helps Jalen Hurts? Getting the ball on the Falcons' 35-yard line to start a drive. Getting the ball on the Falcons' 40-yard line to start a drive. That helps Jalen Hurts in this offense, okay? Exactly. My last uh, key to the game, you can go through a lot, right? But I only picked three. Um, Take shots. Yeah. Take shots early. Attack this weak Atlanta secondary. I knew they were bad. No, I didn't know that they were 32nd out of 32 in the league last year, Scott. Wow. But I know they're putrid. We have a new defensive coordinator. Shot. I had Paul Hemikitis, Hembo from ESPN's Get Up on the Faithful Fanatics earlier this week. One thing he said he's looking for, and I totally agree. Not just taking shots. Like I'm not I, third and five. I don't want to see you throwing a 50 yard sideline bomb to Quez Watkins. Second and 10. First and 10. Second and two. Those, not second and 10. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said first and 10, second and two, second and three. Take shots. They're going to hit. They are going to hit. 
So no, that's no, my key to the man. game. That that's my last key to the game. Take your shots, but take them. You know, I don't want to see a third and a third and five deep ball. I don't want to see a second and ten deep ball. Yeah. First and ten, second and three, second and four. Where if you don't succeed, you know, it, it, it's a third and manageable play. situation, right? Yeah. If you don't get on first down, it's second and ten. Um, and also you got to figure with the speed the wide receivers have on this team and the poor coverage that that Atlanta has. You're going to get some tugs and you're going to get some PI calls in this game if you try to stretch the ball down. Yeah, there. that's very true as well. On the on the other side, I, I guess I'll throw this to you. I just I also marked down just a few keys for Atlanta. Obviously, I don't want Atlanta to win. Right, right. But it's on you. the opposite end of the scale here. If these things happen for them, I do think they will win. Um, but what I wrote down here is they need to get Mike Davis going. We had one of the worst rushing defenses in the NFL last year. Um, after looking at the numbers and. Mike Davis, I know, you know, he he was technically a backup running back. Um, you mentioned it. He, he came in for CMC last year. They need to get get the running game going in general, not just Mike Davis, but getting him involved early will help out Matt Ryan. Um, I also have Mark down here, you know, contain Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts does, you know, I know we don't want to see design run plays, but if Jalen Hurts starts getting out of that pocket, making plays downfield, running whenever – the hell he wants. They don't contain him in that pocket. It's going to be a long day for Atlanta because that's going to open up the offense entirely. Obviously, I, I know we don't want the design run plays as much, but I'm, I'm just looking at his natural you know, abilities. And if they leave that side of the field open for him to get out of the pocket, it's going to be a long day for that Atlanta defense. He can torture them. If Davis runs all over us, it's going to be a long season. Yeah, it, it, and it would show signs that's, of yeah, a bad exactly. run defense. And we saw it in the preseason. I know it's preseason, but teams were running the ball down our throats in the preseason. Yeah, I mean, I, I take that of salt because because of what our defensive line was, what the linebackers were. It wasn't any of this first team, really. That's very fair. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited, man. And and those are that's all I got for keys game. I we could give you eleven. We could I'm go in every single player pinpoint. I'm going to tell you what I'm looking for today. We went uh, Slay and Ridley matchups. How do you contain Kyle Pitts? Uh, let's see. K excited to see my and how he does now being named starter and getting paid. Yes, sir. We didn't even mention that Jordan. My lot yeah, um, get in the bag here from Howie Roseman, um, early in his early. And I know Jar, yeah. uh, one of the commenters here, George is a little skeptical of it. Is is it a little too early for that? Totally um, understandable. Not much of a sample. George said not much <laughs> comment. Listen, listen, man, I don't disagree comment, with you. George. <laughs> listen, I, George, I'm not comment all you want. I'm not going to disagree with you. I don't have yeah, uh, no. your we, no, we have no evidence. What I'll say though is that I feel like how he did it because if my goes out and balls out this year, which they're predicting him to do, the money he would expect next year. Much larger would be a lot more than the what the sixty four million he got. You'd be yeah. upwards in the eighties, eighty plus. So that's that's the only you know reasonable explanation I can understand for it. I'm not hating on your and, comments of it being too early. And you also you know you got to love that the Eagles said you know what we're just going to buy into our starting left tackle. Like forget Andre Dillard. He's obviously not the future for this left tackle. I think, well, I think that's what they did. Yeah. Yeah, they, they went all in on Maiata. They let him know that he's going to be the starter. But at the same time, I get it, George. You know, it is a risky situation. We didn't see him, but for part of a season. And, you know, we've seen deals like this backfire on us before. So it, it does give you a little bit of, you know, anxiousness or fear that it's not going to work out. 
The last thing I'll throw at you guys, um, you know, before we move on from the Atlanta Falcons Eagles game, Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, it's going to be interesting to see how they get involved. You know, both of them were heavily targeted in the preseason training camp from Jalen Hurts. He seems like another quarterback, just like Carson Wentz, that likes feeding his tight ends in the middle of the field. It's going to be interesting to see how they get involved today, if there's 12 personnel, stuff like that. And, and just Zach Ertz specifically. Everybody's been raving about Zach Ertz. I can't wait to see Zach Ertz that we have saw before last season. I, I know that Zach Ertz last season was beat up. I was not somebody that was sitting here, you know, Zach Ertz is washed. I'm just a Goddard guy. But Listen, I'm ready. Man, I, hey, I hope Ertz you're right. I hope you're right because I got I got a uh, I have Dallas Goddard anytime touchdown score in a I do in as well. Parlay today, so in the red zone. We will see. Um but yeah, man, that's it that I have for for my keys to victory. Uh Bill says George questioning Howie and me complimenting him, time surely changing. That's where that was a yeah. totally vice versa uh, hey, uh, hey. argument last year. Me, you know, even saying that I understand something Howie did is saying something, saying a lot from my perspective on Howie Roseman. So um I digress. Uh the last thing I have before we get into our game predictions, Scott, some Jalen Hurts predictions. I just have, you know, what, what I what I foresee from him today. I'm not saying these are my expectations. I'm just trying to give you a prediction and see how and see how it goes. I want to say Jalen Hurts throws for around 270 to 280 yards passing today. Two touchdowns. I'm not saying through the air. I don't know how. I think he has two tutties today. And this is the biggest thing. A few late first down pickups with his legs on third downs to really break the backs of the Atlanta Falcons t- today, late in the fourth quarter, you know, trying to chew away the clock third and four play breaks down. Boom. Jalen hurts uses his legs a little bit later down the drive, picks another one up game over Atlanta doesn't touch the ball back. I think you see some of that today. What do you have for G- what, what are your you know predictions for Jalen hurts today? So my predictions, I'm, I'm going to go kind of what I threw my money on <laughs> on FanDuel. Um, honestly, I, I had him over, you know, the 200. I think they had him set at like 240 passing yeah. yards. I have him at the 250 range. Um, and then I'm going two passing touchdowns. I think they we do get a couple rushing touchdowns today, but not by Jalen Hurts. Um, with that being said, I did just go – I went ahead and threw an anytime touchdown for Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah. But that's just, that's just you know, on, on the side there. But – as far as my expectations, I do think we also get the run game going today, but I see Jalen Hurts going over 250, two passing touchdowns. Maybe not, you know, deep balls, maybe just sit red zone. Go sit- ahead, George. Throw one out there. Throw one on us, George. Throw one out there. 19 blocks. 19 <laughs> blocks, zero catches, two one tackles. No, I'm just messing. I hope J.J. has a hell of a game today. I do, too. I, Joel, I you know, Scotty, J.J. is going to find his ass in the end zone somehow today. And we're going to have to hear about it all next week. He just said it. Jage all TD incoming. Maybe. Just help me. I mean, I'll, obviously zone, I'll love it. I'll love it. But oh, I'm going to have to hear about it if it happens, man. Um, hey, I will shout out George as soon as that happens. That man has been calling it for weeks. What's going on, Dan? Weeks. Months, maybe. All right, man. Let's get into our game predictions. I've tempered my score. Is that okay? So I've lowered my score. That's fine. Uh, since earlier in the week, because I did have the Bucks around 31. They did get to 31, and I had the Eagles around the same. And I feel like, you know, that's bad juju. I feel like I'm not going to be two for that's two fair. if I pick the same score. So I'm going birds win. They're both birds. Eagles win. Not the Falcons, not the <laughs> ugly birds, not the bad birds. Eagles win today 27 23. 
Hey, so I'm I'm very close to that score. I got the Eagles winning twenty-seven to twenty. So we're we're on the same 27. page. Twenty-seven. Let's see if let's see if they get yeah, the let's, twenty-seven. Let's do it. <laughs> but that's what I have for the birds today. Let's go. And um, one thing I want to throw uh, before we move on from the yeah. Eagles because I I know you know especially George I know he's on the opposite end of you know the Eagles winning games and stuff like that. As far as not not him not think, wanting us to win, but just yeah. his beliefs in what right. they can do. If the Eagles lose today, I'm not going to go to Twitter and, you know, just throw my hands in the air. My expectations are not are tempered, on yeah. W's. It's focused Let on me, little W's within the game. That's all I'm looking for. Quick explanation as to why I have them winning today is not just because I think, you know, the Falcons aren't some world beater. I think the Eagles can beat the Falcons. But I also yeah. think it's highly important. Not for win totals, because like I said, I don't think the Eagles are going to make the playoffs this year. Hopefully I'm wrong, and hopefully they do. But as far as this team not starting 1-5 or or worse, today's an important game because the first stretch of games this season is a, damn, is a gauntlet, dude. San Fran, Dallas on the road, Carolina on the road, which you know is winnable, but still. Kansas City and Tampa Bay. You lose today. And this first six, seven weeks gets ugly. That's why I think today is an important win for the Eagles, just as far as, you know, momentum and everything goes. Uh, Dan is a little concerned. I think Ridley and Pitts kill the birds today. Um, it's a possibility, man. We have to if hope that. Happens, that yeah. If they go, if and the Falcons go over 30 points, yeah. the Eagles probably will lose. They could win four or 11. I just don't care. It's about how they win or lose, not if they That's win or fair. lose. Very, very fair point, George. Scotty, let's move on because, as you know, we are an Eagles-based <laughs> show, but we are also covering the entire NFL here yes, on Turf Talk. Before we get into our gambling and fantasy football section, I want to talk game of the weekend. So this is something we're going to do every week. Outside of our Eagles preview, We are, me and Scotty are going to pick a game of the week in our opinions. Now, this week was tough. Going down today's slate of games, this was a it's tough odd. week to pick you know, a game of the week because there's about five to seven games you literally could have picked. I'm not exaggerating here. No. <laughs> My game of the week, and I know, duh, um, an AFC battle, which you could be seeing an early example of the AFC championship game, in my opinion, uh, Chiefs-Browns. Um, I think, you know, it's week one. Uh, maybe it's the same as Tom Brady, as I mentioned the other night. If there's a time to get to Brady – it's early in the season, week one, when they're not, you know, in rhythm, when when this when Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs offense isn't fully, you know, ready to go, isn't in, in fifth gear here. Um, so, and, and it's also a testament to what this Browns team is going to look like. And Baker Mayfield, Scott, does Baker take that next step? I saw an interesting graphic the other day where Mahomes just dominated. I know they didn't win the Super Bowl last year, but as far as the AFC contenders are concerned, he dominates. They put up a list of Mahomes versus the other top quarterbacks in the AFC. Deshaun Watson was on that list. Watson's the only one to beat him one time. I think he's. I think Mahomes is 2-1 and one against him. That's insane. Baker's never done it. Josh Allen has never done it. Um, Her, Her Herbert's never done. There's a couple other on the list, right? He runs <laughs> wild over these teams today, week one. I'm not saying it means anything to, you know, as far as when week 15, 16, 17 rolls around, but can Baker prove early that he's taken that next step and he's ready to lead the Browns to a, you know, Super Bowl contending, you know, uh, landscape. And I just think it's going to be a really fun game to watch. 
Is there any world where this, you know, I won't even say revamped Browns defense because they were pretty good last year. They're just better this year. Is there any world where the Browns defense can come out here and really put it to the Chiefs offense? Or not? No. Is there any world where they can, you know, kind of hamper them down? Maybe keep them under. I think so. I think so because I think I think the Browns are solid at every level of defense. Yeah. I think they have a good secondary. I think their linebackers. You mentioned the other day, uh, they even drafted JOK um, yeah. in this year's draft. I think their linebackers are good, and their defensive front, led by Miles Garrett, who some people think is even going to be in the MVP conversation this year. Yeah. They bring in Jadavian Clowney. Is he yeah. healthy? Is he not? I don't know. But if he is, well, and you have to Miles Garrett, it's not going to matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> I think they are a solid defense in every level of that defense. Um, and I also think the Browns are built the best to beat the Chiefs. I know this is something everyone says about great quarterbacks. Keep them off the field. Establish the run so they're not on the field. You know what I mean? But I yeah. think the Browns are truly built that way. With the Nick yeah. Chubb and Kareem Hunt-led backfield, they pound the ball down your throat. They can keep Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense off the field. The question, Scott, is when it's time for Baker to make that pass, to make that throw, at that point of the game, will he and can he make it? That's why I think this game's so intriguing because I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to come down to the end. Can Baker make the throw after Hunt and Chubb have led the way for most of the game? Yeah, and that's a uh, you know it's it's a huge measuring stick for the Browns early in the season. They're coming in with a high expectations. I think you know George mentioned it. You know it, it will be positive for the Browns either way because even if they come out here and get smacked. Now you've just been humbled. You've been lowered. Yeah, but that's you not true got because your ego killed. It, it, you're <laughs> right. That that's true. If they get smacked, okay. But what if they don't win? But they lose by a bucker, you know, three second field goal, and you know they had the lead. At least you can stay with the the Chiefs. You know, at least you know that. But I'm saying, yeah, it's not like there's two ends of the spectrum here. They could play the Chiefs down to the freaking wire. Mahomes leads a game winning drive. Field goal game. That's not to say that Browns can't contend this year. They just took the Chiefs on the road to the wire. So um, it, it would have to be one extreme or the other. They win or get their asses kicked today for that to be a realization. Yeah, right. Then they know I'm, they can contend. Right. I'm with you. All right, Scotty, what game of the week are you focusing on and should people be focusing on in your mind? So you you mentioned uh, there's, a, there's a ton of games. Lot, I went through the list. I mean, I was looking at the Steelers, Bills, the Cardinals, Titans, as you mentioned to me in text. Chargers, even the Chargers in Washington, I think that's a great matchup. Green Bay and the Saints. But what I got my eyes on, um, aside from that Chiefs and Brown, I mean, that's going to be the game of the, the week most likely. Um, but I'm, I'm looking at this Seahawks-Colts game. And uh, okay. for, for two specific reasons, obviously, as an Eagles fan, I know a lot of Eagles fans may be keeping their eyes on Carson Wentz this year. Um, one, because you just want to see how he does after he leaves Philly. And then two, our, our draft pick does rely on the way he plays and, and how much he plays. So um, I am keeping an eye on Indy in general throughout this season. But I'm interested to see, you know, the Seahawks and the Colts match up. Let's see if the Colts defense it can pick up where they left off last year. They were great defense last year. They got, you know, new offensive coordinator in there. How did they get Carson Wentz settled into this offense? Can Jonathan Taylor get going early against his Seahawks defense? And then on the opposite end, I'm looking at Russell Wilson. 
it seems like the Seahawks are kind of getting, you know, shit on. And I'm, I'm one of the people have, that have done it. You know, I, I had them hey, last. Man, I, got them, I got them as the only NFC West team not to make the playoffs and coming in last. In that there game. you go. So, you know, they're, they're kind of getting shit on in general. But can Russell Wilson come out here, show that he's still doing the same stuff that he's done the last couple seasons at an MVP level? And, you know, ultimately, I do think that he can. Um, but this would be a good marker of if the Seahawks can really compete, you know, in that tough NFC West, because every game is going to count in that division. Every single game is going to matter. And then uh, the other thing I'm looking at is just, you know, that matchup. I feel like, and, and I may be wrong in this, but I feel like Carson Wentz has never beat Seattle, even in Philly. No. I, I feel like he's never beat the Seattle no. Seahawks. No, and, and listen, that's kind I'm, of something I'm, I'm, I'm looking I, at. There. I take full accountability and responsibility here. I was bad juju the 2019 season. I went to the 17 to nine regular season loss against Seattle, and then I turned around and accepted tickets with my cousin to go to the playoff game where Carson got injured, where they lost. 17 to 9 again. So my cousin has informed me I am never allowed to go to a Seattle game with him ever again. Um <laughs> being that both games were a 17 to 9 loss. I, I don't know how that hell that happens, but yeah, he he's never beat Seattle. Even the craziest throw that everyone flashes back yeah, to when, Michael, when um Michael Bennett was was around his legs and he was falling and he throws to Aguilar when they were down like two scores and they cut the whatever. But <laughs> he he he's never I even remember the game. The year that the Eagles, his rookie year, I think, when Ertz had the like seventy yard touchdown and Aguilar was lined up off sides, um, <laughs> they they lost to the Seahawks that year as well. He never beats them today. But what I will say, a nice little segue here, Scotty. Well, let me touch on your game first. Yeah, great game, and I'm glad you picked it because you know people's eyes, the Bills Steelers is a big one. Um, I'm literally going to draw a blank now thinking of all the games, but trust me, there's like five or six that I was yeah. holy. Uh, Saints Packers. There, there's a lot, dude. Yeah. Um, but I view it as the Seahawks defense, I don't like it all. And even if Carson struggles a bit, um, I trust the Colts defense to stop Russell Wilson more than I trust the Seahawks defense to stop the Colts offense. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, so I, I think I this Colts defense is going to keep them in the game. I think it's going I actually think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I don't think that Russ is going to put up these crazy numbers against the Colts defense in week one on the road. And I don't think, you know, Carson's going to go out there and light the world on fire week one either. Um, I, I can see like a 2017 type of game. Um, but it's a nice little segue because yeah. Pigskin Picks, <laughs> also a new segment here on yeah, Turf Talk we'll be doing every Sunday. Um, if you guys have seen just like, you know, uh, the Fox pregame show lock and an upset, Scotty and I are going to be giving our locks and upsets every week. We're going to keep score along with our Thursday night, uh, tally as well. We started the year one and oh, thank you, Dallas Cowboys for that one. Um, but let's start today and, and I'll just lead it off right here, dude. I like the Colts as my upset. Okay. I think the Colts at home, I think they are two and a half point dogs at home to the Seattle Seahawks today. I just, I don't like, listen, I know people, shit, <laughs> I know people are shitting on, let's see. Get is funny as hell. <laughs> exactly. George said Titans Cardinals. That's a, yes. that's going to be high scoring. And no, again, I'm not tapping in. I won't even look at that game. Goddamn Tyrod Taylor and, and and the Jags, although I do like the Jags to cover the three and a half in that game. 
Oh, just uh, it, it, George, if you're still watching, um, I would love to know who you're picking out of that Titans Cardinals game as well. Just, just Jackson, I have no idea. I kind yeah, of like, no the Cardinals. I like the Cardinals. I like the Titans and the Cardinals. So yeah, but yeah. So so that, that I'll I'll start off pigskin picks here. My upset of the week um is the Colts. The only reason I gave my upset first is because you know your Colts Seahawks yeah, yeah, of the week prediction. Nice little segue. I like the Colts to cut to uh to win that one. Who you got as your upset for this week, Scott? So my upset this week, and, you know, people may find this surprising, may not. Um, I got the Steelers over the Bills, man. The nice. Steelers come out, make noise in week one. I'm, I'm not, I'm not that, a big Steelers guy. Win. Don't like the Steelers. Don't get me wrong. I do just think they have a defense. You know, TJ Watt just got his huge contract. Maybe he's coming out fired up, um, getting after the quarterback. So um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I think, you know, six and a half underdogs to, to the Buffalo Bills for the Steelers. Their defense is a lot better than that. I know I, I feel like that that number is coming from Ben Roethlisberger. Um, George so says, wow. On. <laughs> wow. George doesn't like hey, that. Man, I'm glad you said that hey. for, for betting purposes because I did take the Steelers plus six and a half today. Um yeah, I don't I don't I know that they win they in Buffalo. Yeah. I don't know that they win in Buffalo, but they damn sure cover the six and a half, yeah. I hope. Um, it's a nice That's little, it's a nice little pick, dude. Never a bad thing to have the Steelers in their defense as your upset. Listen, uh, let's get to our locks today. Sue me guys. I took the easy way out on this one because as I do like the Colts today, I don't love them as my upset. So I at least got to go one and one on the week and not <laughs> and two to start the year. I got San Fran over the Detroit lions. Um, I would be surprised if Scotty doesn't share the same pick as me here. Um, <laughs> I think it's the biggest, you know, the most lopsided start um, to week one there is. Um, so, yeah, Definitely. 49ers as my lock. There, yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to go with you on that one just for the same reasons, be kind of safe there. Um, the only other one that I would really look at. You're such an idiot, bro. Even this one isn't, isn't really, like, that's why I'm not picking it. It's not a lock for me. But um, – I'm looking at the Vikings over the Bengals. I do think the Vikings take care of business against the Bengals, but by any by no means is that a lock. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going 49ers over Lions as my lock as well, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so me and Scotty, hopefully we're at least each one and one on this year. Before we get to some best bets of the day that I want to talk about, I we did have a comment up above about fantasy football. No, we got to the Mostert one. Sorry. Yeah, the one it, it's a hell no for me. Um, I think it was Josh. It's not deleted, Jacobs. is it? Because I can't find it. It was Josh. It's right here. I got it. Josh Jacobs okay. and Judy for Kyler Murray. He said he has Henry and Montgomery and Stafford for QB. Um, listen, <sighs> I, I honestly wide receivers. I would listen. I would do. Yeah, who are your wide receivers? If you're still watching, Javier. Um. I love Stafford this year, both in fantasy and and just in you know real life as well, and with that fit with the Rams. But to have both and, and Kyler might be an, an MVP type number yeah. candidate this the year. You have Henry and Montgomery. You really don't need Josh Jacobs. Um, so you know, Judy, it depends what the rest of your wide receiving room looks like. Um, if Judy's like your number two, I'd probably ask for another. Wide receiver, another wide receiver back in that trade. Yeah, and I do. I, I'm I'm with George here. I love Jerry Judy this year. I think he really shows up and shows. Ken says up. depending on the scoring. That's yeah, very. I, I don't know if Javier still tapped in here, but I mean, listen from face value, I would say yeah, but there it depends what the rest of your 
the rest of your wide receivers. Like if you could maybe throw like maybe if you can throw Matthew Stafford into that deal and then get a wide receiver in return with Kyler Murray as well. You know, like maybe throw Judy, Jacobs and Stafford for Kyler and a wide receiver. I'd probably do that. Yeah, I agree. Um, Scott, hold on. I'm sorry. What's our fantasy (laughs) score right now? (laughs) Dude, you had had these two guys on Thursday Night Football that just went that off. My God. So I'm hoping that I could somehow catch up. It is not looking good. It's not looking good. I will. No, you had a nice performance from CD Lamb. That's it. Um, but Amari proved Cooper's why forty points, so man. That's ridiculous. And, and and the goat had to drop a, a nice little thirty-two. The goat's um, gonna have that, but Amari Cooper was cute. You need first of all. Hold on. Talk about. Listen, I like the rest of your team. Talking about fantasy trades, though. You need to get on the phone with someone for a quarterback because Tua <laughs> ain't it, my man. So for anyone that doesn't know that didn't oh, watch our live draft, Scotty was on vacation when we drafted, and he was he was forced to auto draft his entire team, and uh, he took about seventeen wide receivers in the first five rounds. Um, so he does have Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones, C.D. Lamb, Robert Woods. Yeah, somehow I got Aaron Jones and, and Jonathan. Taylor. Luckily, but no, Tua two isn't full. You had 900 wide receivers. I do. And I even traded Robbie Anderson to Phil just to like get like a backup running yeah. back. Um, and I still have like 10 wide receivers on my roster. Yeah. But you look in the, the waiver wires, man, and, and I know you know Tua. We don't really know what he, what the hell he's gonna do. They play New England this week. I'm not very hopeful for that. I think New England has a pretty good defense. Um, but I'm looking down the waiver wire and I'm like, where the hell am I supposed to go? Like Tyrod <laughs> Taylor is the highest projected in the waiver wire right now. I'm not going anywhere near Houston. And then we got Kirk Cousins, you know. No, wait, someone drafted. Hold on. No, 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 no. Someone drafted two early quarterbacks and it pissed me off because I was going for the second one he chose. Get on the phone with whoever that was. It was one of the guests on our show, I think, one of our followers that okay. joined the league. He took it. two early quarterbacks, and it pissed me the hell off that he did it. Um, so so get on the phone with him right there. Uh, lastly, we're about to wrap up here on Turf Talk, guys. Going on 11 a.m., almost two hours till kickoff. Got to go the Eagles. start of drinks, man. Yes, sir. I'm fresh out of mimosa right here. Um, just some best bets to look over today. I'll read you guys some of mine. Uh, first of all, this you know might be a problem, but I wrote them down because I didn't feel like Go, they're all bets, okay, that I have placed today. Um, I didn't feel like chat going. Are they all? Out. Are they all Eagles, or are you across the NFL? Oh, I'm across the NFL, brother. Gotcha. All right, so I do have. Shout out to DraftKings. DraftKings uh, does have up to twenty five dollars risk free same game parlay uh, today in the NFL. So I did do a little Eagles Falcons same game parlay. Let me see what you guys think, Scotty. What do you think here? Um, risk free. How could you? How could you not do it? Ken said he'll give you Mahomes. He'll want Give me Mahomes for what? <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Ready? Here's what I got. I got over alt spread. I got over 44 and a half for the Eagles Falcons. This one burns a little bit, but I just think he finds the end zone at some point. Calvin Ridley, anytime touchdown scorer. Dallas Goddard, anytime touchdown scorer. Matt Ryan, 250 or more passing yards. Jalen Hurts, 200 or more passing yards. Miles Sanders, 55 or more rushing yards. Devontae Smith, 50 or over 49 and a half receiving yards. Kyle Pitts, over 29 and a half receiving yards. 
25 wins $650. Risk free. I like it. I like so it. So it's what, what, do, what do I got here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight leg parlay. I didn't ask for anything crazy. I didn't ask for someone to go over 100 yards, nothing like that. Miles Sanders, 55 plus. Devontae Smith, for over 49 and a half. It all depends if Goddard and Ridley can get themselves in the end zone, I feel like. But that's my same game yeah. parlay. Outside of that, um, let me see here what I got for you guys. Scotty, let me know what you think of this one. Uh, I got the Steelers plus six and a half. San Fran alt spread giving five to the Lions. And Minnesota giving three to the Bengals. $55 pays out just about 300 I like that, man. That's that's very possible. Um, And then one more that I got. Uh, over 48 for the Pitt Buffalo game. I know you talked about Pittsburgh's defense. I do like them, but I do think that game goes over 48. It's going to be like a a shootout. Over 47, Minnesota and Cincinnati. Two teams on offense that I think are just going to put up big numbers today. San Fran minus five and a half. Carolina minus four. 20 bucks pays out 202.94. I like it. And I got I'll some others, you. but I'm not going to bore you guys with all my bets today. <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you one of mine, and I, I went strictly Eagles based, uh, the Eagles game. So I'm, I actually do my betting in Fanduel, so I'm sorry if we're like <laughs> clashing right here. <laughs> um, but uh, I did have the Eagles covering the spread of the the three point spread. Um, I got Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown. I got Dallas Goddard anytime touchdown. Did you parlay this or did you? Yes, I parlayed this. So I'm a, I'm a small better as well. I'm not a real gambler. Um, so I, I put $1 on this. <laughs> <laughs> I got Dallas Goddard anytime touchdown. Calvin Ridley anytime touchdown. Devontae Smith over 40, 43 yards. I mean, I think that's going to be easy. I um, so. And I got I got Dallas Goddard over forty one yards as well. So I think I think those are types of things like you're looking at you know even Jalen Reger over forty one yards he can get that in one catch in, in all reality um, or even two you know two catches. So I, I I thought the you know the wagers on on the Eagles players were kind of you know ridiculously low. Um, I think I think once again Jalen Hurts they have him at the two forty and a half. I think he's going for at least 250 passing yards against this bad uh, Atlanta defense. But, um, yeah, and I think they even had Jalen Hurts rushing pretty low as well. But, yeah, it, there's there's a lot to win in, in that game, in my opinion. I think it's going to be, you know, a little bit of scoring going on in there. But, uh, as I said, I'm not huge into the betting game. But I definitely take all my tips from Dylan, that's for sure. Dylan and Jason <laughs> and Phil, I got to get all my tips from those guys. Hey, man, I'm going out on a limb today. I, I wish, dude, I, I wish I could just go straight up and just put some higher money on a str- on one, on one max two. And then I'm just like, oh, but I like this game. And look at the odds when I when I throw this, when I throw San Fran in here. And it's like, it just snowballs into a shit storm. I know, yesterday, I know, man. yesterday, dude, and uh, you know, I'll put, let me see. Let me just see before we wrap up here. If, if it'll just let me log in real quick with the fate. Yeah. All right. So, okay. I don't know if you guys can see too well, but that is all green except for one. So five of six legs hit yesterday. Tennessee, Tennessee doesn't cover the three and a half first pit yesterday. They had the ball on the three yard line and got stuffed on a fourth and one late in the fourth quarter. Killed me there, but that's that's kind of what snowballs into a big shitstorm. I just continue to throw extra legs into a parlay. That's not necessary. Don't take my gambling advice when it comes to parlays. 
Um, but I think that's going to wrap up today's uh, episode of first of Turf Talk. First episode of Turf Talk on NFL game day. Guys, we are less than two hours till the fall slate of games kick off, including our own Philadelphia Eagles in Atlanta to take on the Falcons. I got birds 27-23. Scotty's got the Eagles 27-20. to Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much to everyone. George, getting everybody that commented all throughout the show. Um, continue to send us your fantasy questions every week, and we will get to as many as we for can. Sure. For myself, you can give me a follow on Twitter at DylanJD98. Give my man Scotty a follow if you haven't already on Twitter at Scotty Drowned. And, of course, we are brought to you by DSM Media. So give DSM Media a follow on Twitter at DSM underscore media. And subscribe and follow all our accounts. We are everywhere. Um, have and a great have, Sunday. We Is have it? made it way easier for you guys to find us everywhere. Yes. Uh, just find us on Twitter. You're going to find our link tree in the replies to this episode. You can tap in on any social media platform that you prefer any podcast platform that you prefer. Just yes, just sir. Go ahead and tap in the light link tree. So with that being said, have a great NFL Sunday and go birds, baby. Go birds.